Amen. Would you stand with me, friends, as we read the Lord's Word this morning from Colossians chapter 3. I will be reading from verses 12 through 17. This morning we will be looking at verse 17 only. This is the Lord's Word. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is the Lord's word. Would you please be seated, friends? Again, O Lord, we thank you for this day, for your word, and pray now that your blessing will be upon it as we uh, open this passage of scripture. I ask that your grace be upon your servant, that I will handle your word faithfully and clearly. We pray for your people, that you would give them ears to hear, and hearts to receive this truth. We ask it all now in Jesus' name. Amen. People love little rules. Uh, We love regulations as to how to live our lives. Um, I suppose that is what makes cults and false teachers so appealing as they give us a definite path and formula for how to be good people, how to be good Christians. Doesn't that make it easier if you just knew, if I could just give a tithe, if I could just go the X amount of times a year, then I could be assured that I'm really on the straight and narrow and I've got my, my... foot in the door of heaven, and I'm, I'm assured a place. If we do what they instruct, these cults, uh, these false teachers, if we did what they instruct, we would end up feeling very good about ourselves, and uh, we could feel good about ourselves because other people we know also feel good about us, and we can place our confidence in the works of our hands, the things that we see But I want you to consider just for a moment what the false teachers were saying. And listen to this again. Paul has exhorted, and again, this is throughout chapter 2. He says, see to it, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world. These false teachers would act as judges regarding food or drink, Uh, In respect of festivals or a new moon or a Sabbath day, they would lay decrees upon people, uh, decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, in accordance with the commandments, commandments and teachings of men. And Paul says that these are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom and self-made religion and self-abasement and uh, severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. We love to be told what we are supposed to wear, what we are supposed to eat or drink, how we must spend or not spend our money, what movies to watch, what to avoid watching, what methods of schooling, what books to read, 
what kind of health care we should be doing, doesn't that all make us feel better and make us feel safe? Wouldn't that be a, just a cozy little thing if I could just check the list? So we feel safe, we feel secure, and now I know that God loves me because I'm doing the right things, and my confidence is no longer at this point in the hands of Christ, nailed to Calvary's cross, but in my own hands, and it becomes the most dangerous place of all. Furthermore, this attitude causes us to make sinful distinctions between ourselves, between those who we consider to be good Christians, and those who are not, and it divides the body. I'm convinced we love rules. Rules are easy. They make me feel safe. Rules are easy because I don't have to think too hard just to do a few things. Um, rules are great because they spell out things for me and thee. And yet, there is much in life that is not specifically addressed in Scripture. It becomes a real problem for some who would like a proof text uh, for telling them how long their hair should be, how, sh how long their skirt should be, what kinds of things are safe to watch on television, what video games your children can play, and what jobs you ought to do in life. And frankly, it would just be so much easier, wouldn't it, if you just came to me and I, <laughs> like my father used to say, they're all getting chocolate. All seven of his children were just going to all do the same thing, and then there's no comparison games, there's no complaints against one another and everything just rolls beautifully and smoothly that's the way cults work that's the way cults work <laughs> praise the lord I had a mother <laughs> um, my friends um, there's a lot in life that we can't dictate for one another. The false teachers wanted to dictate for the church, this is what you must do in order to be righteous. And you'll see here in this verse 17 that the Apostle Paul actually opens this thing up. And, and it's scary. It's scary because what happens is, is that somebody has a different opinion than me on something. And then you go and you start falling into those questions of, well, who's right? That guy or me? That woman or that woman? And so we, we end up, um, it, it becomes an unnerving thing for us. People are going to do things you wouldn't do. And perhaps they're going to do things you wouldn't do and you shouldn't do because you can't do it in faith as we went through Romans 14. But saying all of this, you should not conclude, Christian, you should not conclude that it doesn't matter what you do, that somehow the Lord doesn't care what you do. The mindset that is prevalent in many churches and sometimes even here in this church, the mindset that I can do as I please and it's nobody's business is simply not true. I want to state that again. The mindset that I can do as I please and it is nobody else's business is not true. And you know why? Because the Lord cares. 
because the Lord cares what you do. With thankfulness or grace in our hearts, Paul has said in verse 16, he has exhorted the church to sing to God, but it is not only with songs that we are to express our thankfulness, but with our whole lives we are to express our gratitude to the Lord. So it's not merely what we do on a Sunday morning in worship, but it is also what we do from day to day in our behavior, what we do at all times. Uh, that the Lord wants and how we demonstrate thankfulness. So here, then in verse 17, the apostle is exhorting the Christian to do whatever they do out of gratitude and, I would add, as an expression of gratitude to God the Father. How do we do this? How shall we live our lives to God the Father? How shall we honor him? And we just break this verse down into three sections. First of all, How do we honor him? It's in doing whatever it is that we do in word or in deed. It is by doing whatever we do in word or deed. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1031, whether then you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And listen again here to verse 17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is very different than what the false teachers were teaching uh, with their prescriptions for righteousness. Again, the false teachers had a list of do's and don'ts, and I'm going to explain why this is such a detrimental thing. It's a list by which you and they could determine righteousness. It was very narrow, and it was selective. We've all known people like this who perform a certain set of pious deeds and yet miss the mark in other ways. You see, this is the problem with cults. This is, we do these certain things, and yet our hearts can be very far from the Lord. Listen to what Jesus said about the scribes and Pharisees. He said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Remember the whole issue of circumcision that Paul dealt with in the book of Galatians. And how does he um, wrap things up at the end of Galatians? He says, neither is circumcision anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. So it has nothing to do whether or not you're circumcised or not. It has nothing to do whether you perform these little things. The question is, friends, where is your heart before the Lord? That's the thing we have to wrestle with. Now, this is the problem we fall into in in the Lord's church. We come up with those little things by which we judge a person is fit for heaven or not. And we go well beyond what the scriptures state. And we place our confidence in these sorts of things. It is not a select few deeds that the Lord wants from us. That is, going to church once a week, Bible reading periodically, a prayer offered before dinner. My friends, he wants all of you. He wants all of you. He wants your focus. He wants your energies to be upon him. He wants all of your life. He wants a new creation, a new creation which only God himself can create in you. I fear sometimes, really, that we play games with God We do these little things periodically that make me feel better. This uh, soothes my soul that's troubled because I've been neglecting something for a while. 
and now I feel better because I did that. Kind of like when you give your wife flowers on Mother's Day and that's the only time of year you give wife, your wife flowers. Right? I'm doing it periodically. No, I didn't give my wife flowers today. She's not my mother. <laughs> She's my wife. I gave her chocolate instead. But you see, it's, there's, a, there's a difference, and you know this from your personal relations. There's a difference between just being married and living in the same house than loving that person and being close to them. There's a difference. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. There is. Ladies, you know there's, notice the difference between a husband who says, hey, let's go out and do this to someone you have to remind them to ask you out on a date. Ooh, nobody's laughing. There's a difference, isn't there? You don't like it. And yet oftentimes that's the way we approach the Lord. Very mechanically, very cold. It's my duty. And we're withholding from the Lord our entire hearts. Again, whatever you do in word or deed, the apostle writes, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It should go without saying, but because the word of God in our culture has become so mangled, I believe it needs to be said, you cannot sin in the name of the Lord. If you're hoping to honor the Lord, you cannot honor the Lord and live in sin. When the apostle writes, whatever you do in word or deed, he is, and I'm not sure I need to say this, but I think I might need to say this, he is exempting and excluding sin in our behaviors. I've talked to you about Christian witches. This is a thing, believe it or not. You can find it on the Internet. I wouldn't encourage you to find it on the Internet. I saw an advertisement for Christian witches in one of their conferences. I know of Christians who will look up horoscopes and in the paper and they're just we're just going to have fun with it we're not going to but they're looking up horoscopes listen to what the scriptures say can you indeed be a Christian witch I see some of you shaking your head no that's good listen to what uh, Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 18 there shall not be found among you anyone who makes a son or daughter pass through the fire one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable, is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. So when Paul says, whatever you do in word or deed, well, I'm a Christian witch. That doesn't count. It doesn't count because the Lord has made plain in his word what he says. You cannot honor the Lord by disobeying the Lord. Does that make sense? And yet that doesn't seem to make sense to a lot of people in the Lord's church. That's, that should go without saying. But again, because I believe the word of God has become so mangled, we've so abused the word of God, that we actually think that's a possibility. Strike that off your list. Let me give one that probably will hit closer to home. Christians in immorality and fornication. There are many so-called Christians who are involved in immoral behavior ungodly things such as pornographic films, uh, looking at pornography on computers, 
having sex outside the bond of marriage, not keeping the marriage bed undefiled. God has said that fornicators and adulterers he would judge. And yet there are many so-called Christians who are involved in these things. And you may say that, well, you pastors, you're just being a legalist and you're being stuck behind the times. We talked in Sunday school this morning about obeying the Lord and that there's blessing and obedience by God's grace. Um, I've been faithful to my wife for coming up on 35 years. And do you know what we've had to worry about? Nothing. I'd consider that a blessing. I'd consider that a joy. And it's because you take the command of the Lord seriously. But many Christians, we play games. We mix and and mince words and we say, well, that's for them and that was a different culture. It was a different time. And, And I'm bringing this up because I know it's a huge problem in the Lord's church. And I fear sometimes that it may be a problem even in our own midst. And you need to be reminded that you cannot honor the Lord Jesus no matter what else you do. You cannot honor him while disobeying him. That's what the Pharisees and the scribes did. They painted the tombs of the prophets. You want to know a better idea than painting their tombs? How about obeying what they said? How about heeding the word that they preached? But we play these games as Christians. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. My friends, you cannot do sin in the name of the Lord Jesus and expect to honor him. And Paul says this here, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. How do we honor and live for the Lord? It is to do or to be in uh it is to be in whatever you do in word or deed. So it is not limited to just a few things here and there. And it is also um, in all things that don't go contrary to what he has revealed in his word, of which I've only given a couple of examples here. Knowing the word, letting it richly dwell within you, as he has just said in verse 16, Knowing what he has revealed in his law, of which I would say, again, our Westminster standards are an excellent exposition of the law of God. Knowing him, these things teach us how to discern the mind of God in our daily lives. So I want to give you just a brief little test here. Shall I murder? Thank you, Clyde. (laughs) Everyone's safe with Clyde. No, you do not murder. Why? Because the Lord has said in the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Um, Shall I commit adultery? No, because the Lord has said in the seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Shall I steal, lie, or covet? No, because the Lord has made this very plain, hasn't he? So let me ask you this question. Shall I move to a city that enables me to take care of my family, though it doesn't have the strongest selection of churches? No. No? Sometimes? Could be? Maybe? It's just not that easy, is it? Where's the commandment that tells us what to do in that case? 
it's, you see it becomes a little more difficult. It becomes a little more difficult to discern because we have the command that, that we're supposed to take care of our children. We're supposed to feed them. So what does a person do? You have to have the church as well. And so we don't always have these ideal situations. Uh, should I wear an out, a particular outfit, ladies, outside of my home? You've had these conversations, haven't you? I heard or saw on Twitter some lady said that she was going to wear yoga pants out in public. And she said, my husband looked at me and said, you're not wearing those outside, are you? She goes, well, I was. He goes, I'd rather you didn't. She said, okay. And I thought, beautiful. There's a, there's a, a wife who's submitting to her husband, the husband who's taking care of his wife, and you should have seen the comments from people who said, you ought to get out of that marriage. He's oppressive. He's this. He's that. I couldn't believe it. But these are the real questions that we, we come up with. How about this question? Should I allow my kids to play video games? Should I allow my children to play video games where they shoot aliens? How about allowing my children to play video games where they shoot combatants? I know that you, you deal with these things. You see, these are things that there's no direct Bible verse that tells us what to do, is there? Now, I could, I could come up with a, a list of things that you should do, and you would all be eating chocolate. <laughs> but it denies the fundamental reality that if you're in Christ, you're also indwelt by his spirit. And you can understand why in verse 16, it's so important that the word of God richly dwell within us and that we are teaching and admonishing one another, that we are singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thanksgiving to our God. You can see why this is so essential for the body of Christ, a very diverse and, and very eclectic group of people with different baggage and different backgrounds. With different convictions, a la Romans 14, we have all of these things going on, and Paul just gives this general principle, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's not always a scripture verse that nicely and neatly suits our lives or our struggles. Where the scriptures are clear, those are easy. It's where the scriptures don't provide a verse that it becomes difficult. And you know what that means for you? It means you have to know the Lord. It means you have to listen to his word. It means you have to pray. It means you might have to actually seek counsel from an older brother or sister in the Lord and say, what would you do or what did you do when you were my age and you were presented with this situation? And I would say, older people, Fulfill your calling. We need your wisdom. We need your wisdom. All these things, all these things. 
The Christian life is a totality of life. It, the faith, our Christianity, touches and directs, should direct everything we do. Here the apostle is exhorting the Christian to think about all of his words and all of his deeds. What we say to one another, what we say in privacy, in the privacy of our homes, what we say in the public arena, what we say in our hearts, what we think in our minds, whatever it is we do, be it work, recreation, being mothers or fathers, ranchers or businessmen, retired, Brothers or sisters, children being directed to do your chores, whether they be pleasant, whether they are difficult, whatever you do in word or deed, Paul says, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. My friends, this is how we are to approach all things that we say or do as Christians. We cannot say, there's not a Bible verse, so I can do as I please. You are no longer your own. This is the principle, the guiding standard by which we evaluate our words and our deeds as to whether or not we should say them or do them. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does this mean? What does it mean to do something in the name here of of the Lord Jesus? William Hendrickson said this. The name indicates the Lord Jesus himself as he has revealed himself in the name means accordingly in vital relation with him, that is, in harmony with his revealed will, in subjection to his authority, in dependence on his power. My friends, this verse really forces us to have to know the Lord through the word and not our own intuition, our guts. And it leaves us without excuse It leaves us without excuse, and I can't say there is no verse, and therefore there is no prohibition, and I'm off the hook. We cannot say that. You see, he has bound us to this very idea, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we choose our words, when we have to make decisions that aren't directly addressed in Scripture, what should be guiding us Uh, is a concern to honor our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord who is the master, that's what Lord means. What does the master, what would the master want you to say? What would the master want you to do? Now you start asking your questions like that. Should I take a job in another place that affords me the opportunity to provide for my family when there's not quite as strong a church as I would like. The question is, what would the Lord want me to do in this instance? You see how that's all of a sudden, it's not about what you're doing, your feeling, or your intuition, your gut. It's not about any of that. It's asking the question, Lord, what would you want me to do? And you could go to somebody who's older in the faith, who's been down that road before, and say, what would you do? How would you counsel me? And that person could say, you know, if you could get by, maybe, maybe it's getting rid of the boat. Maybe it's getting rid of that third car. Maybe things are going to be a little tighter. But I've never regretted getting my children into a church where they were going to be fed and spiritually grounded. Maybe that's the thing. Or maybe by an unsound church, they say they use, they use grape juice instead of wine. And you can say... Oh, I wouldn't let that be the thing that keeps you. Everything else is good in that church. The word is preached. They're loving. You see, 
You see how you could just ask questions and all of a sudden you start using the scriptures and the word of God begins to direct us in the principles and we start submitting ourselves to what Jesus Christ wants. It's just not always so simple and we love the rules and we love the regulations and we love to be able to be told what to do because the onus is off me. And that's not what the Lord has called us to, is it? Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, he says. So when I am choosing my words, when I am doing whatever it is I do, which has been determined by the Lord, the question should not be what would please me, but what would please my master, what would please the Lord. What would please the Lord Jesus who gave his life to save a sinner like me. And so I'm not living to indulge my flesh, uh, but to so speak and act as one who represents the Lord is desirous to please the Lord and to serve the Lord and, uh, and to serve his purpose, to further his purpose by the strength that he provides. Let me ask you, is this the way that you live your life? Is this how you are a husband? Is this how you are a father? Is this how you are a wife or a mother? an employer or an employee, a congregant, a neighbor, a son or a daughter. Is this, my friends, the glory of Christ? Is this um, doing something in the name of Christ? Is this what drives you? Is this what motivates you? Because it is to be our motivation. It is to be our motivation. And it is to be more than money. And it is to be more than the praises of people. What a difference do you think it makes when a, a wife says, oh, I've got to get dinner on the table because my husband will be upset if he's not, if the meal's not there, versus I better get dinner, I want to get dinner on the table because my Lord says to love my husband. You see a difference in that motivation? How about I better get to church because Phil's, Phil's going to be asking me if I don't come to church, versus I want to go to church because my Savior resurrected from the tomb on that third day 2,000 years ago. He bled and died and rose for me. I want to get to church so that I can serve him. You see the difference in motivation? This is the Christian's motivation for why we do everything we do. It's to be the glory of Christ. It is to do what is pleasing to my Lord, not what is pleasing to other people. Friends, if you're living to please other people, you're going to be sorely disappointed because you know what? You'll never please people. You can't do it. People are far more slavish in their driving of one another than our, than our God is. He is gracious and he is compassionate and he is kind. People not so much. And so is this, is this how we approach the Christian life? Christian life is not to be a mechanical life. It cannot be lived rotely, but is daily and moment by moment lived out in daily communion with our Lord, being mindful that it is the Lord Christ whom you serve. To what end then do we do it? We come to the last portion of this. He says here again, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him, to God the Father. 
Again, it is not merely giving thanks to God through song, which we do um, in and through our worship, but it's through lives uh, that we honor him, that in all things that we do, they are done with Jesus Christ as our vision. In this way, my friends, the Lord is honored. By this, we give thanks to God. Again, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. What does it mean to be giving thanks? It is to express gratitude, gratefulness, deep appreciation for all that God the Father has done for us through Christ the Son. That is, his looking upon us in pity out of uh, love, giving his Son to be the sacrifice in our stead, who conquered our sin and misery and was raised for our justification. It is to him, Father, Son, and Spirit, that we owe all things. So giving of thanks expresses itself in our songs of praise and our deepest prayers falling forth from our hearts that have been set free, that we are relieved from the burden of sin and misery and guilt. But understand, understand that hearts that don't show themselves in changed lives pour forth empty praise. I'm going to state that again. Hearts that don't show themselves in changed lives pour forth empty praise. Praise. Can I honor the Lord if I'm not willing to obey the Lord? Well, what if I have a beautiful voice? What if I sing with all that's within me, and yet, and yet, I don't desire or make effort to obey the Lord? Is that singing pleasing to the Lord, you suppose? It is not. And that's where a lot of Americans are. I sing my hymns, I go to church, I read the Bible, and I say a prayer, but everything else is off the table. Is Christ Lord of your lives, or is he just your Savior, you think? You know the answer to that, right? You know the answer to that. So I believe that the way we give thanks to God the Father Our lives lived in gratitude for all that has been done for us in Christ and with Christ as Lord and Master to whom we listen, we put our hands to whatever we do so that we live lives of obedience to the Lord out of gratitude for his wonderful sacrifice, but that we also live our lives in such a way so as to express gratitude to the Lord. A life lived in obedience to the Lord is the greatest way to demonstrate our thankfulness. My granddaughter came up to me and I was talking to her about Mother's Day and I reminded her of something my mother used to say. And I've said it before and it sounds cheesy, but it's really quite quite a profound thing my mother said. Um, I'd, Mother's Day would come and I would say, Happy Mother's Day, and I'd get her a card or make a card or find a rock and paint it and give it to her for Mother's Day. I'd do something, and she'd say to me, so gracious, my mother, she said, oh, sweetheart, you know, every day you obey me, you make it Mother's Day. You want to show real gratitude to your moms, kids? Obey your mothers. When she says, go do this, put your socks on, put your shoes on, you say, yes, ma'am, and you go and put your socks on, you put your shoes on. When she says, clean your bedrooms, you say, yes, ma'am, and you go do it. And she's like, man, I love this. This is a wonderful experience I'm having. It's how you demonstrate 
gratitude in obeying what your mother says. Take that same concept, and, and again, listen to this. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We demonstrate our gratitude to the Lord for his indescribable gift of his son when we obey, when we live, when we acknowledge that the Lord is everything and to him we give and do everything. That's what the word of God instructs us to be where the false teachers would say, just do this, that, and the other thing, and you're good. The Lord says, no, no, I don't want just a few things. I want all of you. Why? Because I gave my son for you. And he's worthy of nothing less. And it is by this mindset and the Christian living in the light of the glory of Christ for the glory of Christ that the body of Christ is strengthened. How? Because we stop playing games and we start behaving like the body of Christ ought to behave. Let's pray. We thank you, O Lord, again for your kindness to us and thank you for your word. And we pray, O Lord, that we would give to you our every thought, our every word, our every behavior, that everything, Lord, we put our hands to, that we would do it, Father, for your glory, and that we would do it through Christ who gave his life for us. We pray that you would be glorified in this congregation, and that we would not, even to the smallest of us, not give ourselves to sin and not make light of the sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We ask that you would <clears throat> cause us to be a people who again, O oh Lord, do whatever we do in word or deed, that we would do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by this give thanks to you. We give all praise now to you, in Jesus' name, amen.